1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Hello and welcome to Mediumship Natters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today we have got our some of our usual teams. We're missing the lovely Laurie, but we've got the wonderful Louise with us. So that's really, really exciting. So I'll start by asking the ladies to introduce themselves and tell you who they are. Sue.
3: Hi, everyone. My name's Sue Quigley. I'm based in Broadstairs in Kent in the UK. I'm a colour intuitive energy worker and
0: psychic medium. And very marvellous you are too. And Lisa.
2: Hi, my name is Lisa Jesswine. My business is called Intuitive You, and I am a psychic medium out of Royal Oak, Michigan, which is just outside of Detroit. So much love from the... (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And Jennifer...
1: Hey everyone, I'm Jennifer Fezio, spiritual medium, and I live in Houston, Texas. My business is Intuitive Insights, so we got a lot of intuitive up here. And I basically just see my clients, love to do demonstrations, do mentorship, teach, and all that. So happy to be here.
0: Happy to have you. Thanks. And welcoming uh, Louise. <laughs> Hi, Louise.
1: Hi, Louise.
4: Hi everyone. Um, yeah, my name's Louise. I am the psychic medium uh, for over eleven years now, which I can't quite believe. Um, my business website is called Beyond the Clouds, and yeah, I do uh, mediumship, energy readings, psychic readings, mentorship, all that stuff.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And we're so glad to have you join us. I know you really wanted to be here last time, so I'm glad. I did. You- I did so we're gonna just quickly dip into last time's topic because Louise has got an, a, a kind of fascinating amazing I don't know if amazing is the right word story <laughs> to share with us about the last week's topic month's topic about demonstrating so Louise mm-hmm. tell us what your experience of this is
4: Yeah, ladies, when I was listening, when I, I, unfortunately, I couldn't make the last um, podcast, I had a hospital
0: appointment. It's quite important. So
4: when I was listening back, I was literally chomping at the bit listening to you all. I was like, oh, I really want to say this. I really want to say this. It was so interesting to hear all your opinions on uh, that topic about demonstrations. I actually stopped doing demonstrations years ago. I think it must be coming up to like six, six seven years. I haven't done any for um, and I focus more on one ones um, than anything else really, purely because the last one I'd done, it was a massive turnout and the ones I'd done previously were all going really well, but um, somebody in the audience got really, really angry, um, I mean really angry that I didn't give them a message from their brother who had passed away I didn't pick him up. You know, it's like you're doing a dem. There's loads of people there. You can't give messages to everyone. As much as I used to feel bad about that, it's just impossible, isn't it? Um, but when I say really angry, I mean swearing, shouting, trying to fight me. <laughs> it was really bad. Wow. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, and I know that doesn't happen to everyone. But, yeah, it really left a, a, a bad taste in my mouth and really kind of – made me question why I was doing demonstrations. And I think it was more for me and my ego, I suppose, than than actually delivering, um, you know, beautiful messages to, to people because i don't know i just for me i just decided that my readings need to be more personal more intimate because i think everyone's wanting a message so desperately and i felt really disappointed that i'd upset someone so much they were so so upset that they reacted that way i do think there was alcohol involved as well because i remember you ladies were talking about that element of demonstrations as well and i think Alcohol, yeah, it can either bring out the best or worst in people, right? So um, but yeah, it was um I mean I said to Hannah the other day you could literally do a whole podcast about that night. <laughs> <laughs> I it it was well.
2: a, yeah, <laughs>
4: it was a crazy one, that's for sure. But yeah, so it just kind of put me off doing them really. And 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 the ones that I'd done previous to that all went really well and everyone's lovely. But I suppose, and Hannah, I listened to your recent podcast actually, ouch, and I was gonna message you about that, and I will send you the Uh, email I started typing you and that resonated so much with me because I think it all depends on the energy of the audience and who you've got there and how people react and like you said in your podcast one bad egg in that audience can have a knock-on effect I believe on everyone that's there so yeah it was just a personal choice for me really if I do ever do anything like that it's it's very intimate and small which I know Hannah you were saying that's what you're probably going to start doing now so um yeah, so that was my
0: that was my take on it. <laughs> I love it. Not that I love that that happened to you, but thank you for sharing that because I did a TikTok, I can't remember if we mentioned this last time, but I did a TikTok where I said, if you want a message, if you are desperate for a message, don't go to do, a den. Do a one-to-one. Do yeah, a one-to-one. Yeah. And yeah, people exactly. were inboxing me. They were so angry that I'd suggested that. But there is a kind of... It makes sense, doesn't it? Like if you want to medium work, and you want to see what kind of medium they are, and if they resonate, now that's really important. Mm. Do go to the Dems for that. But don't go with this expectation. No, it's so damaging. Go to enjoy other
4: people's messages and just to feel that lovely connection and that energy. Yeah, you can't be going for selfish reasons. I get that everyone's desperate. I used to go to them before I worked as a medium and and it is lovely, isn't it? To get a message is the best feeling in the world. But if it doesn't happen, you just take it on the chin, don't you? You don't try and beat the medium up. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, but there's still (laughs) (laughs) it's intense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think it's just, it's people, people. And alcohol is really interesting. I mean, Sue and I went to see a medium demonstrate recently and the medium was very late starting, which didn't help with the ladies behind us that were three bottles of wine in before the medium even got to the stage. And the problem with that was that they thought they were talking really quietly, but mm. they weren't. They were talking quite loudly. And then they were talking about whether they thought their loved ones were going to come through whilst the medium was connecting to someone. So it could have been for
2: them, but they weren't Uh, alcohol. Who is allowing alcohol into these events? I, that does not happen here. I don't know what's going on over there, but what, how is that even allowed? Well, because I think
0: if you're not working in the churches, obviously there isn't alcohol, but if you're working like I work in places where there's bars because uh, – but okay. there's a difference between going and having a glass of wine because it's a nice night and going and drinking mm-hmm. three bottles of wine because it's a party. And they're two very different
2: mm-hmm.
0: perspectives, I, yeah. I think, approaches. yeah. So, and I mean, brilliant. the medium was asking them to be quiet, but they were talking so much, they didn't even hear her asking them to be quiet. And they were a little scary, Louise. So I didn't want to turn around and give them the easy line and ask them to please be quiet because I thought they might knock me out. That's so the thing.
4: I, you have to really, some people are just a little cray-cray, aren't they? So you yeah. have to kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that must have been so off-putting for that medium as well. That must have been not a nice experience
0: yeah because I think you're so vulnerable when you do mediumship that you can feel like people are talking about you and it doesn't mean that they, they weren't they were just yeah. but you know you're you're offering your heart up to people
4: 100% and you're vulnerable even when you're doing one-to-ones as well aren't you like at the moment all my work is still done virtually because my house has been renovated and I'm still in two minds whether to go back to you know, in person or not, I don't know. But anyway, because they work, as you know, exactly the same. I'm sure you all know. But even like when you're reading for somebody on a one-to-one and you can sense there's someone else in the room, have you had that? Yeah. And I'm like, they keep looking over. I'm like, yeah. if there's someone else there, this message might be for them, but it's obviously your energy there so I can pick up energy of everyone that's around you. Yeah, it's very intimidating sometimes, I think. And I don't know, I'm not tough enough for that kind of big
0: audience thing anymore. And that, I mean, I don't know if I am. I think we're just always mm. learning. And some Dems are more painful than others and some experiences. And there's nothing wrong with offering just one-to-ones, is there? You have no. fantastic feedback. Your clients love it. Yeah. So putting all that to one side, otherwise <laughs> we'll fill the entire podcast. that. <laughs> I've decided to go really gentle with the second one in the mediumship matters. And I would like to know, you ladies, why do you think we come here because this this topic fascinates me now um we have i always heard when i was in groups growing up and learning and and lessons and things like that um we come here to learn we come here to have experiences we and you, you hear things like karma banded around are we coming here to fulfill something with karma are we coming here to help other people grow or is it about our souls growth but then You listen to Abraham Hicks and Abraham Hicks say, we come here for the pure joy of it. We are here to create and enjoy creating in this physical environment. And the only disharmony in this space is something that we've created. So where do we sit with that huge topic? Jennifer, I'm gonna go straight to you. What are your takes on this?
1: Well, I think it's a little bit of all of that, Hannah. I mean, I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think it's all of that. I, for me personally, I think it's all about the soul and it comes here to have an experience in a physical body to evolve. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even use the word learn, just evolve. And sometimes we are more a pillar for others to lean on. And sometimes they lean on us a little bit more, but I think the reasons are so vast that we come here. Essentially though, to give a short answer, cause I could go on forever about this. It is about the evolvement of the soul to stretch and to grow. And my opinion, and this is just where I am today in this moment, 2022, on this yeah, day, yeah. On 23rd, um, I feel like we are here to be in touch with our soul, the senses, the clairs, to balance the physical body, with the spiritual body, and to come into that place of knowing spirits around us, there is a greater source and to be in tune with it, and to develop. And, you know, as we all know, with this development of mediumship, we come into a place of more authenticity and compassion and seeing this place more clearly and, you know, just just supporting each other and growing and and we all go back to the same and we're all connected and involvement. I mean, that's really just to start out my <laughs> to start out what, what a, a big reason why we're here and that soul evolvement and awakening comes in many different shapes and forms and sizes and ways for each soul. And I think it is decided on with that natal chart. You can find the answers in there, too. I'm a big astrologist, though um so I don't know if I would say just for the pure joy when we're in spirit deciding to come here sure we could see it as joy that we're getting this opportunity but while we're here it's hard to really grasp that because there's a lot of thorns and friction and sandpaper and the contrast right yeah I would say so that's kind of a little bit of where I am today on this excellent Sue what's your take
3: Well, I agree very much that there's no one answer to this. And I think what we have to realise as well is that when we're asking the question, that's us human in our human head. Mm -hmm. That's our intellect asking this question. And we want the answers and we want precision and analysis. And actually, (laughs) if we asked our soul to come forward, to come through, if we channeled what our soul would be, they would probably say to love and to be in joy because and i do believe that the soul is here to evolve and i believe that as souls we come back and we live on on earth and i think we live in other existences other other planes as well um and, and uh, you know, I so agree with Jennifer. If you ask the soul before it's come into the human form, it, it is all <laughs> about joy and love. So they probably think it is a hoot. But when we are here as a human, yeah. we get so caught up in the reality of things. that I think it's taken humankind all these years to get to 2022 for us to start having a real, huge, massive realisation that actually there is something more than what we've all been aspiring to in the physical form you know and the material form um and you know i i think as well when we talk about there are lessons lessons always sounds really hard to me and quite harsh i think we're here for experiences and i think that there are themes we we might might be here to experience i mean who knows actually
0: so i think it's something of all of it isn't it I'm sorry about my dog. I'm just mute, Louise, and then you can mute unmute yourself when I talk to you. Right, dogs—you—they're always your dog's got an opinion. That's right. They should be asked. Yeah, dogs have souls as well.
2: Exactly. Right. It's probably one of your relatives living passed over, living in your dog. You never know. They might want to talk. (laughs) Go on, Lisa. Hit us with your thoughts. Okay. Well, I'm going to definitely be on the bandwagon with everybody else here, but I'm going to answer this from a different perspective, as having been someone who had a near-death experience. So I go back to all the way when I was 16 and crossing over and feeling the immense amount of joy when I crossed over. And at such a young age, I should have wanted to come back and experience the rest of it. But I was the exact opposite. I wanted to stay gone. And I remember begging to stay and being told no. And in that no, it was if there was volumes and volumes and volumes of all of what I had yet to experience. And I was also aware at that time that I had somehow agreed to or chosen to go through everything that I had been through, immense amount of pains and surgeries and, and things. And I remember being frustrated by that realization. What do you mean I signed up for this shit? I'm like, wait a second, who would do that in their right mind? But at that time, I I was so confused by it all, but I was learning all of that as I was coming back into my body to to uh live out the rest of what had yet to be done. So I do believe it's a if it's it's a choice when we come back and we choose the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so like you've all said, it is a mixture of everything as to why a soul decides to come here. And sometimes we don't even know what that is. And, and you know, you're being sent back going, oh, here you have so much more to do. And I'm like, what do you mean? What, what, what? Who would want to leave this? How could it get better than this? And then, then we're in this body, this human body trying to figure out all the joys. Of being here and what that can mean and especially like you said in 2022 when all of us are going through this sort of awakening if you will for lack of a better term at this point so um yeah that's where I'm going to stop there
0: I love it great right Louise hopefully your dog's finished input
4: now you you think my husband just put her in the kitchen I'm so sorry she literally barks at everyone that walks past (laughs) um yeah I I agree with what everyone said really but like there is no one answer is there really um I can only really say what I've learned over the years of of, um, my mediumship and my spiritual development and stuff and In my humble opinion, I think that it is a bit lessony. I suppose. It's like a school. I think we go home to the spirit world and we get to evaluate our life path and what's done and what's gone on and what what lessons we've learned um, and the way we've handled them and the way we've um, uh, dealt with them and what we've been through. And I think we come back to experience different lives and different experiences and different uh, aspects of this human journey, if you will. Um, I suppose I see so many different people in my readings, like thousands over the years, and I see the different tapestries of all their lives, and it's so interesting how they're so kind of completely different, yet fundamentally the same. Like somebody's experience might be that they've, I don't know, that they've lost a child in an accident or something, and somebody else's experience might be that they've um, had trouble with relationships their whole lives. So that's something like that. And I just think that, not that we get to choose to come back here, I'm not sure if we have a choice or we have to just keep coming back until we've learned all the things we're meant to learn and we've grown as much as we're meant to grow so that we're so evolved at some point that we don't have to keep doing it, if that makes sense. I
0: don't know. That's kind of my take on it. Love it. And and the interesting thing about choice here, because as Lisa was just saying, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> like why would you? Why would you leave the bliss? Why would you leave the love? Why would you leave the joy? Is it the world's best sales? We all get a spiel and it says, go to earth, learn to create and manifest in the physical realms. And then in the small print at the bottom, it's like people will be mean. You will have body issues. You will have imposter syndrome. And we just go, oh, yeah, fine. Sign it away. It's so interesting. So do you guys believe that there can be a point in your life where you have learned all the lessons that your soul needed to learn and then you can just have a bloody lovely time until you cark it? No, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, no,
4: I don't think so. I don't I, think can so. I step in? Is that all right? Sorry. Um I think no, I yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think it's more a case of balancing the bad stuff, and then learning to appreciate the good stuff. Because I've been through, as I'm sure you all have, we all do, right, that's life, but I've been through some really horrible things in my life, like horrendous, and I've also had some of the most beautiful moments where I thought, okay, if I died tomorrow, I'd look back on my life and be like, yeah, it was tough at times, but there's beautiful moments and joy, I believe, joy to be found in every day, but without the bad stuff that I've been through, I don't think I would appreciate a sunset or or an ocean or a little bird that flies into my garden or a butterfly landing on me you know all the beautiful beautiful little things that i think are the things that spirit wants us to enjoy in this life i think that's the reason we're given life to feel love and compassion and kindness and all the lovely
0: things about humanity that's what i think Okay, great, good. Sue, what were you gonna say?
3: Well, because there is a there's a there's an energy, isn't there, that's greater than all of us. Mm-hmm. And although we can create and we know that we create our own realities and experience through through mind and thought, um there are some things we can't stop happening outside of us. You know, so we're not in charge of of, of all of it. Um plus I think I don't think we'll ever get to a point where we know absolutely everything anyway, ever.
2: no. It's kind of narcissistic. <laughs> I know everything. So I'm just going to sit here and not learn lessons and live my life. And all of you people that still need to learn lessons, you go right ahead. <laughs> and, and that, I think, is the point when that greater
3: power comes in and gives you a big slap around the face, isn't it? And lands something in your lap to, to deal with. Yeah. Or, or you, we, I think we've all had those experiences, though, when we think we're done with a certain thing. You know, I've healed this, I've done that, and then we realise, <laughs> no, I haven't, because here we are again. Yeah, or is that just me?
0: No, <laughs> and that's what I was going to talk about. How, like, because when we come from a lessons point of view, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting on the fence here to to get the answers that I'm I want to hear your thoughts on. But you know, it's almost like we think it's got this tick list. I came here to learn boundaries i came here to learn self-love i came here to be a guide for other people and stuff like that and we always think of it like a tick list but then the tick list fails doesn't it when you realize that you've not learned that properly and round and round it comes again and 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 you know it might come in a different package but it comes back so go on jennifer
1: there is i think there's definitely a starting point that our souls have but i think our souls are always evolving always striving to grow. And let's just say there is the little dots that we all check off it the way I mean, the cosmos, the lunar cycle, that is the natural push and pull on our soul energy to have movement, whether we finish all those dots or not, it's there. And Hannah, what you said in one of your podcasts, I think it was free will is the dominating law here. So if that is the case, and that is ever changing, and we cannot,
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: Control that huge spider web that is being weaved into our path. There in itself means we're always going to have lessons potentially that are placed in our path that may not have been one of those dots that we signed up for. So
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, and do we imagine this when we're looking at this spider web that's growing I do believe it evolves that's what I believe yeah. so I think you might come here to learn one thing and if you do manage to to fully learn a lesson I mean I don't think I've fully learned any lessons yet but you know if you are one of those people that manages to get one ticked off I'd doff my cap to you but I think you then will create more because they're not going to waste spirit aren't going to waste the Definitely. energy are they yeah to get more stuff
1: so okay
0: Now, let's take this ever evolving,
1: always learning, always growing. Yeah.
0: So does that mean then that we believe that souls are imperfect in some way? Oh, good one. (laughs) Because if it's perfect, if we believe that the spirit world is perfection for whatever perfection is, I know that's coming in. It's from a human filter, but we have to use language. We have to think of a word. Then why do we need to evolve?
3: because we are the human aren't we the the soul sits within the the human and we've got the human psyche and the and our human mind getting in the way and all sorts soul probably does think we're perfect yeah yeah
0: but why would the soul come back and choose to incarnate in something imperfect if it is perfect if it doesn't need to evolve because it's already perfect
1: because we I don't believe that. I think that we are always learning, even in the spirit world. Yeah. I, I've had proof from loved ones in spirit who have given me that. Yeah. I'm sure you ladies may have too. Yeah,
4: I totally agree with you, Jennifer. There, totally. That's exactly it. You just hit the nail on the head, I think. Because yeah. because what I was gonna say then was that in, in different readings, when you're connected with different energies, I'm sure you'll all know, you can almost feel, oh, I can definitely, yes. somebody, it might be somebody's granddad or dad or whatever, and I can feel that they're more ascended than the reading I've done previous and I've picked up someone's mum. They just feel like a higher energy, a, a strong, I don't know, more more ascended. It that's healed. It, I More healed, yes. yeah, that's it. And it's not that they're more healed that they're, life path when they were here was any easier or whatever they just feel different you can just feel the difference in their energy well you can with people here can't you yeah
0: we all know high vibe and low vibe you can smell it yeah you know when they come in the room you know when to be going we all know that so it's you believe it's the same with the soul it's just evolving and growing yeah infinitely or to a point where like buddha it reaches the end of the evolution. So therefore there is perfect. That yeah, that's at, what I think. Okay? So how does that work with time being a human construct? I know I'm on it today. So how does that work then? Because if there, if there is potential to move into Nirvana where you don't come back, you don't incarnate on earth because you have evolved to that, but time doesn't really exist. It's a human construct. Surely we've already evolved into the perfected state
1: and moved into nirvana. Not too familiar with Buddhism, but I do remember, I think long ago, I learned that when you did reach nirvana, you could choose to come back and learn. Yeah. Is that right? Am I remembering that right? Or is that wrong, Hannah? I don't know. I, don't, I think I we always know. have that choice to come back and to help others, you know, um, I feel like there are many different worlds, call them whatever you want over there, not on earth, Mm. that, you know, we do evolve through and work through. And I think earth maybe is confined a little bit more to certain worlds over there, with where the souls are wanting, what what the souls are wanting to work on, or what have you. If that makes sense.
3: Definitely, I totally agree with that. I do. And I think there's different experiences to be had. And you know, you, I guess you ascend as a soul, but I think it takes, well, I don't know, but to my mind, my human mind sitting here, I think it would take a heck of a long time to be an ascended master, maybe, but um, yeah, look
1: at the guides, supposedly they lived on earth at one point, but yet when you feel guides, they don't feel like a normal loved one in spirit contact, they feel, but supposedly they were human. Or they did come here mm-hmm. so that in itself there's got to be these these steps right
0: i always find this really fascinating because because i teach angelic reiki and there's a lot of that in angelic reiki where there's sort of celestial princes and chieftains and a look of angels and you're like what like have they got a hierarchy can there be such a thing as a hierarchy when there is no ego like
2: Anyone want to comment on any of my... I know I'm on it today. Sorry. sorry. My brain hurts right now because I'm I'm (laughs) still trying to disassemble the first thing you said. So if you're noticing the look on my face, that's what it's about. But I'm enjoying all you talking about it. So (laughs) go for it. I mean, I know there is no
0: no answer i accept that i'm not trying to push you guys into making yeah. you give an answer because there is no answer and i think there are concepts that are too advanced for us to understand in this flesh shell
2: mm-hmm.
0: i think there yeah. I, you know i can almost sometimes feel the smoke coming out of my ears like my computer's just given up and gone and that's that's it then but it's fascinating to think about it it's fascinating to be open to it especially as you said sue in this time of ascension What is this Mm -hmm. kind of of, of moving and progression for the human race if not to at least ask these questions and start thinking about the purpose of it all? So if you come here to help, you can come here to help simultaneously with lessons, yes? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone gets off
1: easy. That's what I like to tell clients. (laughs)
0: Because one of the things that I have noticed with spiritual stuff on Instagram and in the social media, it's there's quite a lot of sort of I'm here to help you. I'm done. I'm baked.
2: My lessons are learned. I'm so spiritual. I don't have any more to learn. It depends on how they present it. Yeah. You're right. I know what you're talking about, but that's, yes. it depends on how they present it. If they have that air, of that. And if someone doesn't vibe with that, then they can, you know, move on to someone else. But I 100% know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I would get up and run personally, but that's just me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Amen to
1: that, sister. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Definitely. So, okay. I am new today when I woke up that I was just in one of these moods where I had just, I kept con- questions, questions all day. So I knew I was going to work you lot really, really hard. So I just want to hit you with the one that I got when I was on my dog walk this morning. Okay, now we, I well, my understanding, which might be different to your understanding, so let's work on understanding first. My understanding of the soul is that the soul is frag, can be fragmented, not in a bad way when people talk about soul retrieval and stuff like that, but that different aspects of the soul come back in different bodies, in different incarnations to experience different things. In different lives, in different places, at different times. Is that your understanding of the soul? Or do you think all of us comes here? Does anything stay over the other side? What's your understanding?
2: Can I clarify something? So we have a soul, let's say my soul, yeah. right, that I have right now. Mm-hmm. And if I were to pass away, are you saying that then my soul has like four different parts and they all go to different bodies yeah. to, to live or understand something oh, in whatever lifetime that is so I this inter- is like the multiverse I'm freaking out right now yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm pointing because I'm so
0: excited so I interviewed a lady on this podcast um Melanie Veers who had written a book and in that book her character goes up back to heaven but when her he- character goes back to heaven the fragments of her soul come back and what she finds is it's like sliding doors so there will be one aspect of her soul that stays with her husband one aspect of her soul that divorces him when times get tough one aspect of her soul where they lose a child one aspect of her soul where she is childless and they all come back together for her to have her learning for her soul's growth and then some people believe that all of the soul is here on earth some people believe that Part of the soul remains on the other side and part is here. I'm just interested on in what your interpretations of that is.
1: <laughs> I, 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 will, I, will, I, I will start. I abs- First of all, I don't think we're ever going to know how it is, Hannah, because we are not meant to know in the human mm-hmm. brains, in the human body. But I will say based on clients, based on even what I have felt, astral projection and it's, well, I'm not going to say astral projection, but what I have come to know to be true with alternate reality or whatever you want to call them, a place where the other part of my soul could be living a similar life to learn. I am more on the fence of believing more on the side of the fence that believes it absolutely is true. What is the body of the soul? You know, if we have loved ones in, in spirit who come through and say, no, I was with this son and I was with this daughter at this time. And I was with them both then in that, then in that point, I, I mean, of course our soul can split and be in different places. I do we come here as a whole soul and never split all the time. I, I mean, why not? Why couldn't it be both? Why can't it be all there is no, our soul can do whatever it wants to learn the best. And maybe it's split up in eight different ways in eight different learning places, not the school room of earth. I think so. And then sometimes I think we just want to come in as a whole soul here for a different type of experience. Maybe Mm -hmm. I think it's all of it to be honest is my What she said. <laughs> well <laughs> done, <Lisa. My> line. <laughs> I tell you what, the twin flame thing, where your soul splits in two and comes into two human bodies. I tell you right now, my other half is not going to come to Earth. It's going to be off in the alternate, having another experience different than Earth. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you see that kind of thing. I'm always a little mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: yeah about. But, I just don't. Yeah.
0: But it's so in. It's so interesting. Sue, have you got anything you'd like to add?
3: No, Jennifer just said it all. <laughs> no, well, I mean, mean there I is, is no one set people. way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's so difficult to answer. And, and also, without being flippant, what would be our purpose in knowing that now anyway?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You, you
1: know, sometimes think, yeah, do you,
3: all you all ever feel... feel it's so interesting, it's intriguing. <laughs> um, but I don't think we're here to find out because it, I think that takes our eye off the ball. You know, if we've chosen to be our awareness is in this physical reality now and this physical body now, then the purpose is is that. And yes, you know, gain an interest, get educated, you know, raise your awareness, open your mind further. But I think the concentration has to be on well, what am I doing in this lifetime? This is where my awareness is now. See...
0: I really resonate with that. Pointy fingers back out again. Sorry, ladies. I've got them. I've got them. But I really agree with that, because one of the things that's triggering me at the moment, and obviously I can only express how I feel in this moment right now, is this fascination with looking at past lives as a reason for current life problems, when really what you need to do is just deal with the problem.
1: (laughs) But think, there's a lot of mediums that say there's no point to look at your past life. Just do the best you can right now. Yeah. Of course, we can kind of get hints of it with the natal chart, though, you know.
3: <laughs> but it's just, I think, any, any aspect that helps us to heal. Yeah. It's what resonates with us, what works for us, you know. and I've Saul's going to tell you. And I've said, you know, mm-hmm. can I prove it's your past life or is it your imagination? Mm-hmm. We don't know. But if it, if it works and it helps you heal then then let's take the results yeah
0: and I agree with that as long as it doesn't become because I've seen people recently saying things like this is never going to heal because this is my soul's wound well that's that's, a
2: cap out yeah (laughs) exactly yeah
0: so you have to find you have to find both aspects the aspects within that don't you of and yeah you're right I don't think we need to know but, but i think it's good to to open
3: your mind to yes, what's yeah. possible and to understand you know that there there's so much more to know um but concentrated effort kind of yeah. school, you know uh, you know i'm i'm aware of people that that do um out of body experiences and astral projection and i am in awe and so fascinated with that and i love to hear the experiences you know so that i'm not saying don't or whatever but you know I think we're here to open our minds and be aware Um, but also the kind of number one
0: is here yeah Yeah. and Jennifer said something that really that I think started all of this question for me which was months this question's been rolling around for ages as you can tell Um, but is that thing when when somebody says was my dad with me when this happened and you say yes and then they say Was he with my brother when that happened? And you say, yes. And they go, but they live on opposite sides of the world. And you go, yes. And in a way, it's quite comforting That we've all come to the same agreement that the soul, in whatever way that works, is multifaceted enough to be in all places. Your loved ones aren't choosing. They aren't saying, I'm going to split my time equally and I'm going to be with that child and then that child and then that child. And they might miss some good bits because if they haven't chosen to be with you in that moment, they've missed your baby's first smile or that there's something rather lovely about the power of no time, no space.
3: And also, it's consciousness, isn't it? Consciousness and awareness, and at the moment, our consciousness is, is kind of contained a little bit, but my understanding, my belief, once we leave this physical form, and, you know, whether that's through astral projection or, you know, the, our passing through, through death, our awareness is infinite, our consciousness is infinite, So we can be aware of and be in several places and think several things at the same time because it's just hard for us to imagine that now with my little human mind going.
4: (laughs) But it's literally energy, isn't it? When we when we go home to the spirit world, we go back to being energy, which is what's inside our human form anyway. That's what our soul and our spirit is, right? It's energy. So energy can spread around everywhere, can't it? But, yeah, I like what you said about Melanie's book. I've actually read that as well. Um, I, yeah, and it's, it's really interesting, isn't it, that there could be a possibility of living all these different experiences all at the same time. It's something I've thought about a lot, and it like what Lisa said, it does make, make your head hurt, doesn't it? It's like, oh, it's too much to think about. But, um, yeah, I guess it is a possibility. We just don't know, do we? And we're not
0: going to know until... We find out,
4: (laughs) which we will all find
0: out one
2: day, right? I
0: know. Let's meet on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go, bloody hell. Jen, you were right. right. (laughs) Hannah, you were totally off. (laughs) But like, it's just, it's, I think it's so important to understand how magnificent it all is and not limit ourselves because we can't answer it. And I think there's a lot of people, I love that you've all been willing to there today to go, Well, I'm not really sure, but this is my current take on it. I think that's really something very special because so many people would not be willing to put themselves out there in this sort of situation and say, well, we don't really know, do we? Um, And I think that's lovely. So thank you, ladies. Has anyone got anything they want to add to end today? I'll add one little thing,
4: if I may. Um, I've also been toying with the idea of oneness i'm sure you've all heard that like are we all connected i don't know are we because we all feel individual don't we but then are we if, if there's that concept of us all coming back living different lives experiencing different things is it just that we are all one and we just
0: experience everything at some point
4: like just my because
0: t- we can like my tiktok this morning what if this is just one soul what if we are all this entire yeah. planet? I, I know it was a bit philosophical. I was a little hungover this morning. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> but, what you know, who's to say that we're not all one soul? Every single person on this planet expects, you know, being in all of those different flesh suits with all of those different issues and vulnerabilities and personality mm-hmm. traits. Who's to say that's not just one of us? But then I suppose... Yeah. The,
4: the difficult thing with that is not everyone is kind and caring and compassionate and, and has empathy. So for me to think that I could be a murderer or a paedophile or, or, or a vile person,
0: I find that quite like I wouldn't want to be that soul. <laughs> you know know. Well, I that's mean? what my mum said at lunch today when I hit her. With... <laughs> oh, but so then bad.
3: you think that they are, there are aspects of the soul that get mirrored back to us.
0: I was good. I mean- you knew
3: so we So there's, there's a lot going on at the moment. There are certain things, certain people, personalities that, you know, we've all got an opinion on that we might deem as being this, that, and the other. But if we know that as a soul they've come here to be that person, to be that aspect, to show us something, then there's a certain compassion you can feel for a soul that decides to come back yeah. and be disliked yeah the um, you know to to choose to come back and be a certain personality and put themselves out like that to show us that would be part of their lesson wouldn't it Mm -hmm. an aspect and our lessons what we need to learn yeah because you've got to think what we learn from them at the moment globally the carpet's being pulled up and we're all having a look at what's been swept under it for the decades
0: yeah
3: there's so much I
0: mean coming out you know and that's surely got to be tied in to the evolution the ascension it's surely all happening at the same time
3: yeah because it's showing us globally what we all need to heal and the things that we don't want to look at and and probably the things that we really need to see that they're aspects of us
1: too shadow
2: yeah Yeah. great I think we are go ahead I was just going to say, grab a broom, everyone. It's time to clean up. I know. I
1: I agree with you, Hannah, though, just to throw in my two cents. Um, I think we are all connected. I think the soul is the individual consciousness of all of us. And I kind of think of spirit as the vein that connects us all. It's our life force that gives the soul life. This is just my belief. Um, And in that spark of spirit or that vein that connects us all to spirit around us you know we can definitely be connected to everyone here all the other souls incarnated that vein connects us all but yet the soul it is our individuality and i do think that in that connectedness of spirit that runs inside us and outside of us we can push and pull with others kind of like what sue was saying and i can't quote you directly but you know the mirror what you were talking about, this natural ebb and flow of what we need to be brought into awareness of or what we attract to bring involvement to the soul. That that link connects us into that, I think. I know that's deep. Sorry. That was quite
0: lovely. Uh, lovely. I'm gonna hit that
2: as well. What's it's that sound? Yeah. yeah, that's the spirit world trying right there. It's, it's coming from the multiverse. <laughs> they're trying to tell us. That they're, they're that's the version of me finishing the podcast in a different
0: dimension. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all very much for your time. And thank you, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. We want to know what you think, too, um, because that's how we learn this collaborative kind of I've learned something from every single one of these ladies today. I would love to learn from you too. So make sure you tell us what you think. Have a lovely day.
3: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.